This is Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. Cross Hope is broadcast daily and shares five minutes of hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Our companion website is www.crosshope.org. Now with today's uplifting message, here's Randy. We were not in Atlanta, Georgia a month until people started handing us books by an Atlanta author by the name of Louis Grizzard. Anybody heard of Louis Grizzard? Some of you have. One of the funniest people, he, he died at the age of 47. Young man, he was a writer for the Atlanta Constitution. He had a rough life. He lived a troubled life, battling alcoholism, going through three divorces. He was voted the author from hell at a publishing convention for his behavior on book tours. He suffered from a congenital heart defect, a valve problem. In his own words, this is what he said, there are three little leaflets that control the flow of blood to the heart. I was born with only two of those leaflets. It was just after the Great War, World War II, so there may have been a shortage, he said. You had to understand Louis Grizzard to get that. He was near death after his third valve replacement surgery in 93. At 50,000 letters from well-wishers, he later attributed his miraculous recovery to the prayers of his fans. I appreciated his writing, but I tell you about Louis Grizzard for this reason. He spoke at a place called Point Clear, Alabama, at a resort there. I've driven by the place where he spoke to a group of telephone executives from the Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia area, a group of executives, and someone at that gathering told this story, that one of the companies had a commercial for their phone company, and they hired Bear Bryant, the former coach at Alabama, to speak. And all Bear Bryant was to say was this at the end of the commercial, don't forget to call your mama. That's all he had to say. And they paid him big bucks just to say, don't forget to call your mama. But they weren't prepared for what he would actually say. Some of you are ahead of me. You know what he said. Here's what he said when they taped and the tape was rolling. He said, don't forget to call your mama. I sure wish I could call mine. I sure wish I could call mine. That's not the end of the story. A lady called the executive from that particular phone company after the commercial ran, and she said, I need to tell you a story. After that commercial aired, I called my mom. I hadn't spoken to her in a while, and we had a great chat. And then I told my husband, you need to call your mom. You haven't talked to her in a long time. And he said, okay, I will. And he talked to her for 45 minutes. He'd never talked to his mom for 45 minutes. And he did. And the executive said, thank you for sharing that story with me. And she said, I'm not done yet. An hour later, she died. An hour later, she died after that phone call. My husband never would have called his mother had it not been for the Bear Bryant commercial. I sure wish I could call my mother. Don't forget to call your mother. You say, where are you going with this? The message today from the book of Jeremiah is about God's people forgetting the Lord. If you can believe this, God's 
message all through the Old Testament oftentimes is about his own people forgetting the God who delivered them, forgetting the God who brought them out of Egypt, forgetting the God who saved them in one situation after another, miraculously, oftentimes. And you say, what's that got to do with me? You forget the Lord, and so have I. We have forgotten what the Lord has done for us and in our lives. You forget the Lord, and so have I. We have forgotten what the Lord has done for us and in our lives. So we're going to look at a few verses out of the book of Jeremiah, the God that is forgotten. And we're going to begin by reading verses 5 and 6. I'm going to read them from the screen. This is what the Lord says. What fault did your ancestors find in me that they strayed so far from me? They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. They did not ask, where is the Lord who brought us up out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, through a land of deserts and ravines, a land of drought and utter darkness, a land where no one travels and no one lives. And then verse 11, has a nation ever changed its gods? Yet they're not gods at all. But my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. Be appalled at this, you heavens, and shudder with great horror, declares the Lord. Verse 13, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. And then if we go to verse 32, this is a humorous verse. Does a young woman forget her jewelry? Does a bride forget her wedding ornaments or her wedding dress? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. My people have forgotten me days without number. There was a couple we knew in the church in Texas who moved to Colorado while we were there. I went to Colorado to visit them. They lived out in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. And the husband said, I need to tell you a story, something that's happened since we lived out here in Colorado. He said, one day my wife and I were on a trip here in Colorado, and it was night, and my wife was asleep in the back seat with her head on a pillow and a blanket over her to completely cover her. And he said, we were driving through the mountains of Colorado. And he said, I I needed to use a bathroom, but there was no bathroom in sight. So he said, at night, total darkness. He said, I pulled over by the side of the road, got out of the car, and he said, I walked in front of the car in the light of the headlights to a certain point. What he didn't know was his wife got up and said, I better use the bathroom too, so to speak. She got up and walked the other way. He got back in the car and took off, and she wasn't in the car. And she's in the middle of the darkness in Colorado. What do you do? No cell phones. They didn't have cell phones then. And I, I just thought it was amazing. Can you imagine the feeling of being left behind in the dark? There's probably bears out there, and you can imagine all kinds of things. And he left her. They're still alive. She's still alive. They're still married as far as I know. But they got back together. You know, we laugh at that story because there is a funny element. They laugh about it. 
But let me tell you this, there's nothing funny about a man or woman forgetting the Lord God Almighty. There's nothing funny about it. It's the most serious thing in a person's life to walk away from the Lord and forget. I'm going to point out some things just verse by verse, starting with verse 5. This is what the Lord says. I love that. Well, hopefully the Lord is saying something to you and to me from this passage in Jeremiah. As we continue this series tomorrow on Crossope, I hope you know that our website is crossope.org. That's one word, crossope.org. Look at it today. God bless you and thanks for listening. This is what the Lord says. I love that. I'd like to think that every Sunday when I get up at Heritage Christian Church, this is what the Lord says. It's not important ultimately what I think about anything. And I really mean that. It doesn't matter what I think. What matters is what the Lord says. Hopefully, you get a word from the Lord every time we share from the Word of God. And then Jeremiah says this, What fault did your fathers find in me? speaking on behalf of the Lord, that they strayed so far from me. They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. Have you ever found fault with the Lord? Sure, we all have. Do you know what it means to find fault with somebody? Find something that they did or said that you don't like. Husbands do that with wives, and wives do that with husbands all the time. Parents do that with children and children with their parents, and we find fault with the people we're close to in life. And so the Lord, speaking through Jeremiah, said, what, what fault did you find with me? Was it not enough that I delivered you from Pharaoh? That I parted the Red Sea and that I led you through the wilderness with a fire by night? I mean, it's just unbelievable what the Lord did for them. Provided water and manna, food for them to eat in the desert. And then they followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. Here's a lesson you've got to go home with. Tell me what you follow in life, and I'll tell you what you'll become like. You become like that which you follow, and so do I. You follow a philosophy, you'll become like that philosophy. You follow a concept, you'll become like that concept. We become that which we follow in life. Tell me what you follow, and I'll tell you what you'll become, because the Lord says they followed worthless idols and they became worthless themselves. I offended people, and I've told you this before, that I've offended people with this, with a statement that I made in a message not too many years ago, where I said, in the United States of America, we don't practice idolatry. We just live in them. We don't practice idolatry. We just drive them. We don't practice idolatry. We just pulled them behind our cars on a trailer. That was exaggeration. It was hyperbole to make a point. But you know what? The point's valid. That's true. We don't have people in the United States of America, per se, who are bowing the knee to a stone god that they have set up in their basement or in their attic or in their family room. But we do live in them. We do drive them. And we do pull them behind our house to a certain extent. What is it that we value more than anything that can be our idol? I want to go to verse 11. Has a nation ever changed its gods? Yet they're not gods at all. But my people have exchanged their glory 
for worthless idols. To exchange glory means this. The glory that is upon the people of Israel was exchanged for the glory that belongs to idols, and it's empty. Whatever you worship in life, it's the glory that you have that you work under. Whatever you worship in life, that's what the system you work under and the glory that comes into your life. Verse 13, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they have dug their own cisterns. I want to talk about that verse. Well, in the process of telling you that story, I'm going to tell you about the absolutely, positively worst job that I ever had in my life. That's tomorrow on Crossover. One word, crossover.org. God bless. Verse 13, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they have dug their own cisterns. I want to talk about that verse. They have forsaken me. Are you ready for a simple definition of the word forsaken? Two words, let go. To forsake the Lord means you let go. Happens in relationships, let go. Can happen in a friendship with somebody that you've been friends with for work, and you just let go. The Bible calls it forsaking. You can be friends with a neighbor for years, and then all of a sudden you let go of that friendship, that acquaintance. It's called forsaking in biblical terms. And he says, they have forsaken me the spring of living water. A live source of water is referred to as living water. It's fresh. How many of you have ever had water from a cistern? You know what I'm talking about. You know the worst job I ever had in my life, ever. I have claustrophobia, and I worked construction one year in college, and the boss said, you are going to paint a cistern today and tomorrow and however long it takes. And so this hole in the ground with just a little opening at the top, the size of a two-car garage, Now, the ladder was put down, and with one little light bulb, I went into that cistern for two or three days and sealed that cistern. I was sure they were going to close the door, and that 50 years later, they would find me in that cistern. It was a depressing place to be, especially if you're a person that has claustrophobia, to be no windows, no light, no air movement, just to be inside a cistern. And it's a great analogy the Lord uses. He said, I'm living water. I'm fresh water. I'm vital in all the the vitality that comes with fresh water from a stream. And they've exchanged it for a broken cistern that cannot hold water. What an analogy. What have you exchanged for the Lord? You know, everybody can trade the Lord for something else. We can trade the Lord for a person. We can trade the Lord for a thing. We can trade the Lord for a concept or an idea. And God said, they have forsaken me. They've let go of me. The spring of living water, and they have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Now I'm going to have the most fun with verse 32. Does a maid forget her jewelry? or a bride her wedding ornaments, yet my people have forgotten me days without end. I had a wedding years ago in Columbus, Ohio, where the groom showed up 
I'm not making this up. He showed up in a pair of cutoffs, a pair of loafers, and a Budweiser t-shirt. And the wedding was supposed to start, you know, in 20 minutes. And I said, what are you doing? Why are you wearing what you're wearing? He said, I forgot the tux. And I said, well, that's unfortunate, but I'm not going to do your wedding in a Budweiser shirt and a pair of cutoffs and pair of loafers. I don't care how long it takes. Go get your tux. And he did. Came back. But you know what? I can never think of a bride at a wedding that said, I forgot my dress. That has never happened. I'm sure it has somewhere, but I've never been in that occasion. And so the Lord's using sarcasm saying, does a bride forget her wedding dress, her wedding ornaments that she's wearing? Of course not. Well, question, have you ever forgotten something the Lord has done for you? My guess is if you're honest, you have, and so have I. Our website is crosshope.org. Matt Pearson grew up in northern Alabama. He said at one time in his life, he was dating a cheerleader from another school who had this nickname, Hot Mama. Well, somebody laughed. and Somebody got the joke. Hot Mama. Now that conjures up all kinds of imagery for me and probably for you too. I wouldn't have told that. But anyway, he said, I was dating a girl with a nickname, Hot Mama. And he said, my mama wasn't too thrilled that I was dating a girl with that nickname. Every night, he said he had a curfew. On the weekends, he had to be in, it was like 12.30, 1 o'clock. He said, we went to a movie that started after my curfew. One of those late night movies. He said he got in two or three hours beyond curfew, but he said, my parents were usually asleep when I came home. I wasn't worried about it. They were up waiting when he got home two or three hours later. He could feel the tension. He could feel the anger. He said his dad was so mad. I respected what his dad did. His dad said, you know, Matt, I'm so angry. We're just going to go to bed, and we'll talk about this in the morning. And I thought, well, that was wise. Maybe he realized that he would have better control to do that. He said, I'm too angry to talk to you about it tonight. Let's get some sleep and talk about it in the morning. His dad was a veterinarian, and he said he worked for his dad. So he went to work, and he kept waiting for that moment when the dad said, okay, let's talk. And finally, he said, I turned around and saw tears working their way down my dad's cheeks. My face communicated shock at his emotion. My dad said to me, son, I was so scared last night, we thought we lost you. We assumed that you'd been in a wreck or something. We never heard from you. We were so scared. Well, again, pre-cell phone days, and they didn't know. And the dad said, we were just waiting for the phone to ring from a hospital, from the sheriff from somebody saying your son's been in an accident because it was two to three hours past his curfew. And then I want you to listen to this paragraph that Matt Pearson writes about his dad. I will never forget this moment because for the first time in my life, I understood love. Dad didn't give me rules to crush me or to take away my freedom. 
He gave me rules because of how much he loved me. I saw a man who was quite literally beside himself because he thought he might never be with his son again. And now this is the most important thing Matt Pearson said, because it speaks to every dad and every mom here. He said, I saw something of the Lord in what my dad said. Wow. I saw something of the Lord in what my dad said. Question, as a parent, do your children see anything of the Lord in you or me? There are a lot of kids that say, man, I've never seen the Lord in my dad. I've never seen the Lord in my mom, in anything that's happened, anything that's been said. But he said, I was able to see something of God the Father through what my dad did. That's a story that Matt Pearson tells that personally I wouldn't have told about his girlfriend. But let me tell you something. I'm glad he told me about his dad. Well, all this week, a message from Jeremiah 2 about forgetting the Lord. May it never be said of you or me that we were people who forgot the Lord. Crosshope.org You've been listening to Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. For more information about this ministry or to re-listen to any message heard on this broadcast, go to our website at crosshope.org. Be sure to join us at this same time each weekday or listen at www.crosshope.org. Cross Hope is listener-supported and is produced by Cross Hope Ministries, Incorporated.